The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Stations. Now Brad Underwood says let's go. Frazier dribbles, backs away with three, going to have to shoot it with two, a long, long three. Oh, he got it! He got it! And that's going to end the half and listen to the roar! Fighting Illini game day is on the air. The countdown to tip-off is underway with the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Your first look and in-depth preview of today's contest here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5, the flagship home for fighting Illini basketball. Almost a five count, lob, intercepted by Nichols. He takes it away, fast break the other way, layup is good! And the crowd on his feet and a timeout Northwestern. Rebound on the floor, grabbed out of there and cleared by Felice. Coast to coast, off the glass, got it to go down, counted and he's fouled. Now, from our Illini Game Day studios in Champaign, here's your host, Scott Beatty. It's a home game, right? Illinois basketball this evening against the Ohio State Buckeyes from the United Center. Good evening, everybody, and welcome into the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. I am Scott Beatty. Lauren Tate at the United Center will join us in just a moment. The Illini at 2-6. and six are trying to halt a two-game losing streak after dropping the Big Ten opener at Nebraska. This is the second Big Ten game for the Illini here in December. They will put pause, hit pause on the Big Ten schedule then until January 3rd when they visit Indiana again. So the Illini would like to come away with a split. Meanwhile, Ohio State off to a really nice start. Their one loss, they are 7-1, came two games ago against Syracuse and that Jim Beheim zone defense but then they took care of minnesota soundly on sunday 79 to 59 let's go up to chicago in the united center courtside lauren tate has made the trek and uh, lauren usually when we when there's a home game we're both sitting courtside in champagne but this is a home game right yeah and i'm, I'm still uh, sitting about a foot off my chair because i, I understand the cardinals got goldsmith so that's, <laughs> that's that's the talk that's the baseball talk up here for the next few minutes at least i guess it just happened that's big news isn't it that is big news and knowing you you'd be happy to talk about the cardinals for the next half hour <laughs> and a great off-season trade uh, but no, Illinois is a pretty good deal. It is. Yeah. And if you missed it, Paul Goldschmidt going to the Cardinals from the Arizona Diamondbacks in exchange for Carson Kelly and Luke Weaver and uh, and one other player in a draft pick. But tonight, uh, Illinois is going to have their hands full again against the Ohio State Buckeyes. It's a pretty remarkable, Lauren, how this Buckeye team is doing, given the talent they lost from last year, starting with Kata Bates-Diop. Well, that's right. And Kata Bates-Diop, of course, was the MVP of the league. And a uh, terrific player from uh, from normal and uh, it, it, the amazing thing is that that Holtman comes in here takes over that team and they go 15 and 3 I just can't believe his record in the Big 10 right now is 16 and 3 going into this game that's unbelievable I mean you, you just don't uh, you don't think of uh, Ohio State as being a, the dominant power last year it should have been Michigan State wasn't it I think it was Michigan State Michigan went further in the t- in the tournament but uh, uh, Ohio State's doing everything right. They're pushing all the right buttons. They're playing good defense. They're not fouling as much. They're just, they're they're just playing. I think a, a, maybe a 
better than the, than they can. I'm not sure. They really I'm are. I'm not sure they're this good. Are you? Well, <laughs> based on what I have seen, which is about a game and a half, they look really good. But I, you know, here we are right now, and just the way they kind of handled Minnesota. Although Minnesota seems to be underperforming right now. Uh, well, Minnesota's got a, a top. Their guard situation is a little shaky, and the, and they're missing uh, one of their players. Um, that, that's going to be a key to the team in the next couple of weeks when he gets back. Uh, uh, I just don't think Minnesota is living up to expectations at all. I think Patino's going to be in trouble there if they, if they don't get that straightened out. Murphy's a good player, but uh, other than that, I'm, I don't know if, how much consistency they're getting out. And, and, and Ohio State takes advantage. of They're, they're just a, a little bit like Wisconsin. They take advantage of the other team's weaknesses. You know, Ohio State under Chris Holtman, obviously he started in a much different place than Brad Underwood started with the Illini, for example. He had a lot more pieces, but he's shown himself to be a really good coach. And Ohio State, by the way, just honored Thad Mata, the Hoopston native, mm -hmm. as their all-time winningest coach for, for Ohio State. Yeah. 337 Nine wins. Nine Big Ten championships. Yep. You, Thad was a great one. And you forget over and over how consistent this Ohio State program has been through the years because, you you know, everybody looks at them and football. Well, that's right. When, and when you say through the years, you mean recent years because oh, yeah. if you go back enough years, Illinois just totally dominated Ohio State for back in, the, back in another century, okay? But uh, lately they, they're just, they're, they've been uh, tremendous, and, and uh, that had an awful lot to do with that. I think he's the winningest coach in, in, in Ohio State history. It tells you all you need to know, really. Well, Illinois tonight at the United Center. They've actually had a fairly friendly mark at the United Center, 37-15 and 15 overall. This is the 53rd game all-time the, the Illini will play in the house that Jordan built. The last game, though, was a year ago, the Lou Henson game against New Mexico State. The Illini lost that, but then the two previous visits to the UC, wins over UIC and BYU. Of course, there's been several games over the years there as well as part of the Big Ten tournament. But tonight... Would not be surprised, Lauren, if there's a lot more red than there is orange at the United Center. Well, I don't think they'll outdraw us. But I mean, Illinois has got too many fans here, but it's going to be a, a, a bad crowd, and there's some talk. There is talk within the athletic department about how to go forward with this game in Chicago, or do they even go forward? Has it reached a, a conclusion? Maybe if they can't this team, this game won't draw if Illinois isn't really good. That, that's a fact of life. You can't draw crowds in Chicago unless you've got a really good team. And, and Illinois had a streak of 18 consecutive wins back uh, beginning in, in uh, 2001 and running all the way up through 2007, I guess it was, uh, and 18 straight wins. And, and every time we came in here, we were drawing huge crowds because Illinois has a following. But when you're losing, as Illinois has been, uh, and they've dropped six, uh, they're, they're six and nine in the last 15 games here, and that's a different story. And now I don't know what they're going to do because they don't want to give up a Big Ten game again uh, at, from, uh, and take it away from home and take it away from Champaign. Yeah, there is a definite advantage for everybody to be on their home floor. All right, uh, we'll step aside for a moment, Lauren, and when we come back, we'll talk with you and Dion Thomas. Illinois against Ohio State tonight, 6 o'clock tip from the United Center. Back with more on the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Now with more, here's Scott Beatty. 
Rudy Wealth Management, see the folks there for all your retirement planning and investment needs. Rudy Wealth Management voted number one in the People's Choice Awards. It's Ohio State, the opponent tonight for Illinois basketball. 6 p.m. tip from the United Center up in Chicago. That's where Lauren Tate is, along with Dion Thomas, who will be on the call with Brian Barnhart. Uh, Dion, did you find the United Center okay? <laughs> you know, even though I grew up, I grew up four, about four or five blocks from here, you know I had such a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did you ever make frequent visits to the UC or prior to the, sh the Chicago Stadium? Well, I wouldn't call them frequent, but uh, my brother and I, how should I say this? Before, got, you, before you were 6'9", right? Oh, a lot, a lot sooner <laughs> before I was 6'9". <laughs> we, we got to see a couple of Bulls games for free. I mean, way back when uh, Reggie Theus was playing, actually. No no ticket is what you're saying. You didn't have a hey, ticket. Hey, you didn't hear me say that. I just said we, <laughs> that we were able to see a couple of games for free. You know, I'm, this is the west side of Chicago, man. Sometimes you have to do what you have to do. <laughs> I want you to explain how uh, – Chris Holtman is doing this. He, he's become a headache for Illinois. He picked up E.J. Liddell out of uh, Belleville. He's 16-3 and three in the Big Ten game so far. Uh, he had uh, Bates Diop last year with the ball club, and, and he shot 15 free throws against Illinois last year. Diop did. What's, what's, what is, what's his secret? Well, you, you know, I think if you, if you look at his history uh, from Butler, you look at the things he's done in the past, a lot of the kids – have an opportunity now to watch him play. When you, when the kids are playing in the AAU circuit, they're playing in a lot of these tournaments in Ohio. They're playing everywhere. So that same, um, th that same feeling that you had to play necessarily for your home state school has changed a little bit. And when you watch the style of play that he plays with, you see the how his players are attracted to him, and players get attracted to that. I mean, I think we've seen what he, like I said, what he did at Butler. He has the ability to really draw kids and to draw them in. Now, Wesson was a player of the year in the state of Ohio, the big guy, Caleb, and it looks to me like he's a rough, he's a rough house guy. I mean, I don't think it, that he's, he's that great a jumper, right. but boy, can he maneuver his body around in there. Well, he he can. You know what? He's actually a throwback to that old Big yeah. Ten era. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, not he a, he's not a super athlete, but he has really good feet. He knows how to use his body to play angles. And then he's, he, you know, we mentioned his body. He's a big body guy. So once he gets that positioning on you, it's really difficult to get around him. It's difficult to defend him. He causes you to lose, to use a lot of energy trying to work to get around him. And when he does that, he's smart enough and has great footwork enough to be able to seal you in position. And once he seals you, like I said, you're dead. And yeah. He's able to finish around the basket. He can do that, but you know he can't elevate the way uh, the way the Syracuse guys did. They, they really gave him trouble in there and because he couldn't get over them. And that's why they lost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. my when I started coaching. I had a, a coach tell me her name was Peg Mitchell. She says, Dion, have you ever seen donkeys win the Kentucky Derby? <laughs> so no. With, with that, exactly. So with that in mind, you put those best athletes on the floor, and normally you're going to be more successful than others. So you're right. Playing against that length and athleticism that they had to play against uh, at Syracuse against Syracuse definitely caused him some problems. One, he is still as good as he is right now with with positioning his body, using his feet, using his body. He's still a very young player. I mean, he's only a sophomore, so he hasn't learned all of those uh, old man tricks yet. He's got some of them, though. <laughs> uh, Scott, uh, have you ever heard of a team that doesn't didn't make went through a whole ball game and didn't make a three? 
not in this era. Well, Minnesota went 0 for 13 against Ohio State in their first Big Ten game. 0 for 13. Yeah. Deion, so I've how got, about that? Deion, I've got a question for you. Sure. Brad has talked, Coach Underwood has talked uh, ad nauseum about having to get rid of the fouls. Why is it so hard? Well, I mean, one, when you have a lot of guys like we do um, coming up, playing from the high school level, even the transfers that are coming in, if they're not used to playing this type of style, the first thing you want to do is to close out short meaning not right directly up onto your defender. Because if you close out too close to your defender, it's easy for him to beat you. So a lot of these guys right now have not picked up that subtle uh, necessity. Hey, stop short. If necessary, you make him shoot a three-pointer. Now you can contest it. But they're closing out so close that as soon as these guys put the ball on the floor, it's a natural reaction to put your hands out there and touch them. So they're kind of battling against something that's nature. You know what I mean, something that's natural to them to play that way. And again, it's the difference in the styles. Having come from high school, having come from colleges, you don't see a lot of defenses in the country playing as aggressive, as close as Brad Underwood does. Well, hey, Dion, we appreciate you giving us a few minutes, and we'll hear you in less than 15 minutes again as you'll be on the call with Brian. So hopefully some Chicago magic for the Illini tonight, right? There you go, baby. Sprinkle, sprinkle. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks much, Dion. I appreciate it. Lauren and I will have the keys to the game in just a moment still to come. Jamal Walker's up for the coach's corner with Brian Barnhart. It's the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show on Fighting Illini Game Day. It's the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Call us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397, or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Yeah, they got senior point guard, and, uh, you know, it's been, it's Jallo and the other West and, you know, those young guys, those guys last year were just bits and piece players, to be very honest, in, in what they did. And, and um, they've all become very, very solid players. You know, and then Big Wesson inside is, is a problem. You know, he's one, of the, he's one of the better bigs in the league. So they got a very good point, a very good center. And then they fill in with nice pieces. And, and uh, you know, the Washington kid as a freshman is a, is a uh, extremely good shooter. So they've got a lot of pieces that... Uh, uh, and I talk about Kyle Young. Kyle Young is, uh, he's a superstar in his role. And it's offensive rebound and junkyard dog and, and uh, uh, type plays and, and really one in the Creighton game uh, with effort. So, you know, all those guys are playing in their roles. And, and even though they're a little bit different than they were when they had Kata and when they had Tate, um, they've adjusted nicely. Brad Underwood talking about the Ohio State Buckeyes, the opponent tonight for the Bull, uh, for the Illini, where the Bulls play at the United Center tonight. It's a 6 o'clock tip. It's time for our keys to the game, which are brought to you by Hickory Point Bank in Champaign, the unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. Also brought to you by Loman Ray Insurance. The Illini at 2-6, and six, and it's been talked about plenty at this point. The Illini opponents shooting 97 more free throw attempts than the Illini themselves. That's about 14 attempts per game. Figure if the Illini make about what they're making in their rate, that's about... 
10 more points the Illini are leaving on the table each game. Things may be a little different if they could avoid their opponents at the free throw line so much and themselves get to it a little bit more. One of the keys to the game tonight. And also against Nebraska, the pinch post was basically eliminated, and Brad Underwood said that was largely about execution. In fact, he said, I'd be happy to tell my opponents exactly what plays I'm going to run. As long as our guys can execute them, it's hard to stop. So will the Illini be able to do that tonight out of the pinch post? primarily with Georgie Bajanishvili and at times Kipper Nichols as well. If the Illini can execute there, see what they can do against the Ohio State Buckeyes. Those are our keys to the game, brought to you by Hickory Point Bank in Champaign and by Loman Ray Insurance. The other Big Ten game tonight, number 24, Nebraska visiting Minnesota. The other top 25 games, Virginia Tech hosting VMI. Duke has Hartford. Buffalo gets LeMoyne and Texas Tech against Arkansas Pine Bluff. Coach's Corner is up next. Brian Barnhart will visit with assistant coach Jamal Walker, who will dive more into these Ohio State Buckeyes up in Chicago. That's next on the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Fighting Illini game day carries on. Time now for the Coach's Corner. With Brian Barnhart visiting with assistant coach Jamal Walker, it's brought to you by Hickory Point Bank in Champaign. Here's Brian with Jamal. We're on the coach's corner here today at the United Center in Chicago. It's uh, Illinois' home away from home over the years. We've been doing this since the mid-'90s, and one more trip this year. Yes, sir. I'm right back here in Chicago for um, uh, a little different uh, taste of game as far as a, a conference game here. So. Uh, it should be fun. Uh, it's a place that you know we, we always want to support, uh, and a place that always supports us. So it's good to come up here and play. I would think the guys too would like. I mean, they know the Bulls. They know it's an NBA floor. I mean, just to, from a player standpoint, it's got to be pretty cool. It's an awesome experience when you get a chance to play in a venue such as such as the United Center. Um, uh, there's very few of them, and uh, we're fortunate enough to have one as our second home. Let's talk about uh, moving from the last game to this game. It, Big Ten games, as you know, uh, you get on the road, it's a whole different animal than anything you've experienced. And you experience it this early in the year. Mm-hmm. First few minutes, we kind of look like a team that was kind of learning to find its way with a lot of young guys. Absolutely. I mean, it, that's exactly what we said in the auto comes to the first media. We felt like we were the team trying to fill out the venue and trying to fill out the opponent. And that's not the mentality you want to have to start game. So uh, hopefully we get over that uh, tonight and we'll, we'll start out a little bit better. Yeah. Well, and uh, as we look at this game, Ohio State comes in. They come off a, a big home win over Minnesota. Boy, they played well in that game. It played like. really, really well. I mean, uh, you're talking about a team that has a, a great combination of youth and experience all at the same time. You're starting a point guard in C.J. Jackson, who's a senior. Caleb Wesson, who's a sophomore, but he's been experienced because he was a four-year starter. Andre Wesson's a junior. And then they mix in Keyshawn Woods, who's a, who's a fifth-year senior. And then they got their freshman, you know, Luther Muhammad and, and uh, Dwayne Washington have played significant minutes and played great roles for those guys, and they got two quality wins, I feel like, in uh, playing at Creighton and playing at Cincinnati. And so they, they've been battle-tested already as well, and so it should be a fun one. We see uh, Keyshawn Woods last year, didn't we, at Wake Forest? Yeah, we did. He's, in Keyshawn. <laughs> he's, he's playing a different role, and I, I think he looks a lot more comfortable and a lot more happy, and he's playing in, in, in the culture and in, in, in the program right now that's a little bit different. So... Um, He's he's not shooting the ball as much in this role, but it, you know they're having great success with him. Yeah, the Wesson brothers do they play a lot together? Yeah, the Wesson brothers play a lot together. I mean, 
Uh, they're both starters. They're both significant players. I think Andre Weston is probably right now to this point, what I've saw on film, probably one of the most improved players in the Big Ten uh, is his ability to shoot the ball and, and, and to score the ball for these guys a lot more than what he did last year. So, uh, And then Caleb Weston is a low. He's a low down there. He's one of the best bigs in the Big Ten. So uh, we both got, we got our hands full with both of those guys. All right, we'll take a break. Back with Jamal Walker, Coach's Corner here tonight from Chicago at the United Center. Continuing our discussion here with Jamal Walker as he scouts the Ohio State Buckeyes, uh, Chris Holtman. We're familiar with him. I think we played him when he was a coach at Gardner-Webb back yeah. a few years ago. Right? Even going further back for me, uh, Chris was an assistant at Ohio when I was an assistant there. First year went under John Gross, so known Chris for a long time. Uh, very good coach, uh, both offensively and defensively. His team does a really good job of kind of identifying and knowing who their roles are. And they, do, they execute at the offensive end. So I've uh, known Chris for a while. It doesn't surprise me the success that he's having, not only at Gardner-Webb, but Butler, but here at Ohio State. Yeah. Strikes me as a really good guy, too. Yeah, he, he's all right. He's okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good guy. He's yeah. a really good guy. Yeah. He's a really good guy. Yeah, well, he's uh, done well and moved up the ladder. And uh, Coach Underwood, I was talking to him earlier about the roles he has for each of these guys. That kind of how he – how he operates? Yeah, I think they have a team. Um, uh, the young guys on their team just kind of fell in line. Luther Muhammad came in, and he kind of identifies himself as a defender, and that's what the team needs, and that's what he does. Dwayne Washington's a good shooter, and, he, and that's what he does for the team. You know, um, Whatever you do best, you got to be an all-star in your role uh, for the team, and I feel like they have a great combination of those guys who, who do what they do, and they do it well, and they even if it's one, two, or three things, and they just keep it really simple and do that really well. Last year was a pretty tight game. It was kind of wild swings. We had a big swing. They had a big swing. Uh, what did we do well against them? How can we replicate what we did last year? I think we uh, we got to have some good presence on the ball. We got to, we got to pressure, uh, do what we do on that end of the floor defensively. We got to try to force them and disrupt their their execution on the offense end. They do a really good job of running their set plays. We got to we got to have an ability to disrupt the timing of those. Limit the amount of touches that Caleb Wesson gets on the interior against our against our bigs and in particular with, with Georgie, we got to limit him. Well, the more less catches he gets, the more opportunity, less opportunity he has to foul. And then our fouling is a problem right now. And uh, uh, they're, they're a team that's top 40 in the percentage of points they get from the free throw line. So uh, something's going to – either we're going to continue that trend or we're going to break it and minimize their opportunity at the free throw yeah. line. That was the thing I thought early on, just all the momentum that Nebraska had was at the free throw line, believe it or not, because of all the – Palmer was getting to the line early and, and often. Yeah, yeah, we we got to do a better job of not using our hands, and, that, and that's kind of a, a combination of inexperience and youth there, um, and even our upperclassmen just making silly fouls, uh, forty feet from the basket. Trust us, trust me, fan. That's not something we teach. That's just being silly and immature, uh, just not not using our using our feet to get in front of the defenders. So. Um, we got to be better with that. We can't let teams pray to the foul line because those are easy points, and uh, we got to do a better job of that tonight. Back uh, back to the defensive end, uh, Ohio State. Will they man to man primarily, or man to man? They'll they'll sprinkle in a little two three zone, but they're a man to man team, and they're and they do it well. I mean, this is a team that's top forty, like I said, in offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency. That's a, that's a recipe for winning, and uh, and that's what they're doing right now. I see that right. Uh, opponents twenty seven percent from three against Ohio State. We shoot it really well, so that'll be an interesting. Something's got to give. Yeah. you know, it's just kind of the free throws for us, and then from the I mean, for them, and then for the three point line for us. Uh, we've, we've taken good ones. As long as we take good shots, those are, uh, we're going to continue to do that. It's kind of a, an identity we have because we have a lot of really good three-point shooting. So uh, obviously we got to throw the ball inside more and get the ball to Georgie, who's shooting a very high percentage from the floor. Uh, we got to get him more touches on the interior. But we want to take good threes. Hey, Jamal, thank you. Good luck. All right, thank you. That's the coach's corner here straight from Chicago at the United Center. 
And we'll have the Fasteners Etc. postgame show afterwards with Tim Dittman and Michael Kaiser. I'm Scott Beatty. This is News Talk 1400, WDWS Champaign-Urbana and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS Champaign-Urbana. Back up to Chicago now.